0: Attention please, would Logan Air passengers please proceed to the aircraft? Fly with me, oh won't you fly with me We'll fly off to the island, and then watch the setting sun Hello I'm John Ellis and welcome to Loganair's Flight Log where I get to go behind the scenes of the UK's largest regional airline to find answers for your questions. And discover exactly what it takes to keep Logan air in the air and put all that on air. This is episode 7 and today we're talking about something that we're exposed to in almost all aspects of our lives. Whether it's standing at a bus stop, checking out the traffic update, watching a favourite TV show or catching up on Insta. It's something you can't escape. Today we're talking about advertising and branding and what that means for Logan Air. Helping us with that is Sam Talbot, Loganeers Head of Marketing and Brand, who leads a team that attracts over 1.5 million passengers every year. Thanks for coming on, Sam. Let's start on the ground floor. What exactly do you mean by brand? Yeah, hi, John. Well, thanks for having
1: me. In marketing, there tends to be a lot of jargon and and terminology, so I'm going to try and spare yourself and our listeners from a lot of that uh, today. Uh, And I'd like maybe just to... Put it in the context of perhaps um, people who are reading a really good book. Okay. A good story speaks to specific interests of its audiences. So you'll go through the different chapters and the the, the writers constantly trying to evolve and engage the story to keep you engaged uh, and keep you reading on and, and keep you wanting more, which at the end of the day is the task of myself and and, and our team, albeit just in a slightly different context. So, of course, um, and you know, compared to, to most brands and indeed many other airlines, Loganair does have a very diverse range of audiences and um, customers who have different needs uh, to travel with us, you know, whether it be for a holiday or whether it be for a business trip or, um, you know, a special event. So unlike, you know, in that example of talking about, you know, that book that you're reading, the novelist has a job to to write and appeal to to you as an individual. And one specific audience, whereas in a marketing team, quite often in, in airlines and Loganair in particular, we have to ensure that our advertising is compelling enough and targeted enough to meet the needs of various customers
0: across the country. You're talking about various strands, various needs, various ages, various parts of the country. Fair enough. How do you then go about that at Loganair to make sure that you do appeal to that wide range of audiences?
1: One of the advantages of the marketing team, I would say, at Loganair is that we sit within the wider commercial team, and we will work quite closely with our colleagues and our team of analysts who, on a day-to-day basis, are, are looking at our routes and looking at our markets to say, this particular route, between point A and point B, what is the travel pattern? Are people traveling out on a Friday, coming back on a Sunday, obviously going away for a short weekend break? Or indeed, are they going Saturday to Saturday for a seven-night stay? So in that example, you know, we've identified that people are staying for a week long, generally. Most of our customers are doing that pattern. So the suggestion would be, well, if it's a weekend and it's a week long, the bag is going to be valuable. So um, we offer a, a free bag, unlike most carriers actually now, within our fare. So that that's something that we would want to be pushing more strongly to our customers in, in that particular example then there's probably, just to contrast that, I mean, just to give you an idea of how different the markets can be and, and the d- different needs of our customers, we've got a route there, side to Aberdeen. That route is, is not very gender balanced. It's quite interesting. You know, when we looked at the data, generally the male-female split across our routes is pretty balanced. But when you looked at that route in, in particular, about 95% of the customers on that are male. If you look at the pattern, uh-huh. uh, many of them are going off, you know, three weeks up and three weeks down. Um, and of course that's offshore these are oil and gas workers who are going to Aberdeen to get a helicopter flight out to the north sea for me you know advertising pretty pictures of aberdeen about castles and things and to a female audience you know it wouldn't be a it, it wouldn't be
0: telling the right story okay so uh, we know who and we know what's more likely to appeal to them how do you then decide where and how to reach those customers
1: well, going back to the diversity of Loganair and its audiences, because of the, that diversity, our, our consumers are all very different and they consume media in very different ways. Mm-hmm. And you'll probably know yourself, John, in the media industry that things are generally headed in a certain way. You know, People are reading less newspapers and they're spending more time on social media. Television is moving more towards from broadcast to streaming. In our world, depending on which part of the country you're in, sometimes our, our markets buck the trend so if we take the northern isles as an example if you look at newsprint circulation as a percentage of population you'll see that it's still remarkably high mm-hmm. i've got family in that part of the world myself it's a, a close-knit local community that um, likes to know what's going on and uh, they've got a lot of strong local stories people still pick up a paper and uh, and social media reach tends mm-hmm. to be not not as high it just you know is as well as a, as a factor in that of course And then there's very different problems in other parts of the country. You know, if we we look at Manchester or Birmingham, just to give you Manchester as an example, The catchment size of Manchester for the the ITV broadcast region is about the same population of the whole of Scotland. And in Scotland, we operate a huge number of routes, whereas in Manchester, you know, we we operate about four or five. So trying to find the market or the customer or our our audience that has an appetite and, and an interest in those specific routes amongst four and a half million that's the role of big tech, in in my view. That's where um Google Ads, which you know many people probably have heard of, or your Facebook and your social media advertising really comes into its own because we can be much more targeted and we can go out and find those customers who are, you know, looking at planning trips to Aberdeen, for example, and have been visiting the Visit Aberdeenshire website. So we know that they've got an interest to travel and therefore they might have a need to book their transport. Big tech, you know, a very, very different context. And then one more that's probably worth a a specific mention for Logan Air, you know, going back to that example of we're we're not just an airline that um, takes people on their their summer holidays to Alicante. We also have a business audience as well. Now, some of that is reaching those customers and our sales team has a role in that. Some customers book via the travel trade and travel management companies. But also, you know, from from the marketing perspective and, and my team's perspective, we have to still reach those customers on platforms where we can find them. LinkedIn's quite an unusual Absolutely. one, there's data there that's available to say, well, we want to target people from a specific industry, Teesside Aberdeen, as that example, I want to advertise in Newcastle, but I only really what I know, I only really need to reach people that work in the energy sector. So you know, a really, really good channel that has a very specific purpose. So I think, in summary, a wide range of medias are appropriate and a wide range of different scenarios, and um, each have their place.
0: So, a little bit of detective work then going on to sort of dig out the ideal customer. Something else I was keen to speak to you about, Sam. Um, we spoke recently with your colleague Fiona about the likes of chartered services and connections with sporting teams or events. I see a lot of global airlines partnering with the sort of big Premier League clubs and the pitch side advertising boards. Do you do much of that?
1: Yeah, I mean, we we have still partnered with some very big names in in sports, just as these big carriers have, or these big global carriers have, I should say. Recently, Scotland's national women's team, North City Football Club. Recently, the Battle of the Brits tennis tournament, which was sort of a creation from the the Murray brothers, Scottish Valley, not so much sport, but um, another <laughs> sort of arts partner, uh, and Cornwall Rugby League as as well. The fundamental difference is they have very different objectives from us. So if you take Emirates, they have a global business uh, and they need to reach global audiences. Uh, And a very great value way for them to do that is to partner with the very, very top Premier League clubs because these games are televised and have those global audiences that they require. For us, it's not about global audiences. For us, it's about showcasing the importance of the regional air connectivity To a specific region in the UK. Norwich City Football Club, because we do a very important Norwich Aberdeen route. And recently, a very good example was that Cornwall example. Very recently, we were appointed the official airline partner of Cornwall RLFC, and they had a requirement. Most of the rugby league teams are based in the north of England. um, And they're a bit of an outlier. They sit in the south in the southwest. And we were just relaunching our new route from Manchester to Cornwall. And they obviously have a requirement to get players to and from. From our perspective, we want to demonstrate to people in Cornwall, will. This is, this is how we can help support you. If you support your air service, use these routes as your local team uses these routes, because there is a need, not just for the sports team, but for people traveling for business, visiting friends and relatives. You know, it's about demonstrating that we are a part of the fabric of their community uh, and their region. The objective is very different, but yes, we, we do partner with some big
0: names, but they have to make sense to us. Looking at some of the campaigns you've worked on, Sam, are there any that sort of stand out that you enjoyed more than others?
1: Yeah, so thinking back to last summer, we wanted to tap into a slightly uh, younger audience uh, and and build our database to to engage them because as they grow up through the generations, of course, they're they're probably going to start to think about um, looking at exploring new places rather than maybe just visiting Benidorm. We put together a campaign that had some tech behind it uh, on our website where we reached out to customers across social media and said, come and find your perfect match with Loganair. Instead of, of course, matching somebody with their, their perfect partner, it was about matching them with their perfect island destination in Scotland because the destinations are very different. And in all honesty, John, I think people don't know where to begin. They, they know they want to visit the islands, but they don't understand perhaps that each one has something very unique to offer. And that's something, of course, we know very well. So just bringing that to the customer in a way that they could understand for us was quite important. So we built some functionality on the web and it was about, you know, asked a few questions. Are you a foodie? Are you a culture lover? A bit of a quiz, if you like. And then that then gave them their ideal, perfect match. What I particularly loved about the campaign was that we actually involved local tourism partners or DMOs, sometimes as they're referred to. And we developed for for that campaign as well an island visitor pledge. And basically what we did is we went out to the the island communities and said well we're, we're going to be encouraging new visitors to come to you but what would you ask them to do to be a little bit more um responsible and help protect your destination in the process and we just created this pledge which is just a few very basic do's and don'ts and when you consider the volume of customers that we bring to these destinations just doing small little things can really make a big difference for them mm. closing the gate behind you when you're visiting shetland and the farm or Taking a reusable bottle rather than plastic bottles, you know, all of these things can can make a real difference. And it was a great example, I think, of how air is very good at is um, understanding it's very much part of the communities that it serves. And yes, we're there to promote destinations. And at the end of the day, we are there to sell seats to ensure that we've got a viable commercial air service. But we also need to work with communities to ensure
0: that it's sustainable for them, and that absolutely comes across in 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 all the episodes. I think with with everyone that we've spoken to, going right back to the the very roots of Logan Air, you've been intertwined with your communities. You've almost grown up together, and 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 have this mutual respect, which is fantastic. What about the the sort of really large campaigns? I remember seeing a Logan Air ad on MTV not that long ago, but the really large campaigns. What what goes into the likes of those? A good example was probably one that I would hope a few people would recall, which was our
1: Christmas television advertising. It was recognised, actually, I was very proud of my team in particular for this one, because it was recognised by um, The Drum as one of the top adverts in the UK to resonate with UK audiences in December. Now, if you think about when that advert was actually in the market, this was the time when the World Cup was on. This particular Christmas, um, it was obviously timed slightly differently. And, you know, you've got the huge retailers out there, you no know, names that I don't need to mention that you all you, you would think of, who, of course, have huge eye-watering budgets. And but for us, we were tasked with, well, how do we bring Logan Air to the fore at this time? We we have a lot of people who travel around uh, at Christmas time with us to visit friends and family. And how do we connect with audiences and make sure that our ad looks just as every bit as good going up against these these other brands? It all starts, John. Really, with um, I can imagine it can be very daunting. In all honesty, it starts initially with <laughs> the numbers can be daunting. I mean, that particular advert wow. um, at Christmas time reached uh, 15 million unique adult viewers across the UK. So, 15 million individuals, yeah. which is about one in four adults in the UK. And it starts off with a few sketches on paper, a bit of a storyboard, and then we think about, well, that's a great idea, but is it practical? And could we pull it off? And, you know, we have to think about real world realities as well when we're doing this sort of thing. And then once we've agreed on a concept, it goes to casting, sourcing props, finding a filming location. And not to mention, one of the most difficult challenges, to be honest with you, John, when we're advertising for an airline is finding an aircraft. <laughs> They're because all flying. Course, yeah. and we're, it's, it's uh, it sounds so silly, doesn't it? You think how can that be possible? But they are. They are all flying. They're very, very busy. And um, and one thing as well that we're all very that there is a, a strong connection between all of us at our team, and we feel it's really, really important that whenever we're we're doing these sorts of adverts that our own people uh, are featured because they need to be authentic. Uh, I'm not of the view that we go out and get a an actor or an actress to play the part of our team, because at the end of the day, they're not our team. So also getting new people off their rosters um, can, can be quite challenging. And then, of course, we go out and do the filming. So that Christmas advert we were out at our hangar in Glasgow it is stressful in my example you know, you, do, you never want to be that person who's saying um, <laughs> "Yeah, can you just move that aircraft two feet to the left please but it's important to get it right and, and I'm just very fortunate that we have a very um, obliging and um, great team spirit at Logan Air because um, I'd imagine there'd be many mm, organisations where they
0: just wouldn't entertain it now, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to mention this or not but I, I had the, the teeniest and most exciting part in the world helping that ad come to life and I have to say I thought it looked brilliant at TV what do you think, though, will be the biggest challenges for, for the the Logan Air brand heading into the future?
1: Well, I think one thing that's in my mind is um, certainly, well, probably actually on all of our minds, is um, generational changes. And Jonathan uh, obviously talked to you quite extensively about our Green Skies programme. And it's uh, this goes back to right at the start of what I was discussing about audiences, interests and needs changing over time. It's obviously a need that we that that we and as well as other airlines and, and other industries actually as well um, need to tackle perceptions on sustainability, and some of that's perception because some sometimes it's just a little bit about education, but some of that is also about you know we 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 do genuinely have a job to do, so that work's being done, and I think that's very important because as especially young people and probably my own son as he he. Rose up he would want to travel with a, a, a transport operator that's looking after the environment um and and if it if if it wasn't uh, he probably want to go elsewhere so it's, it's it's also a matter of we need to do this to ensure that our customers want to travel with us at, at the end of the day and then obviously um diversity and inclusion as well we've got some things to, to to do around that I think we've touched on our flying for all program with Lindsay. You know, because some airlines, especially um, airlines as old as ours, and you know, over sixty years, we need to tackle perceptions around um, and and some legacies around diversity and inclusion. And um, so that's probably another uh, another one as well. So, well, I would say um, it's very. It does fill me with a lot of pride being able to say that we are working on those things and being able to go and use all of the channels
0: and all of the media that's available to us to to tell that story to our customers. It's um, it's really great. Really interesting, Sam. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm John Ellis, and that was Episode 7 of Loganair's Flight Log, where we take the big issues of being in the air and put them on air. Find us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you usually listen, right here, and on Loganair's own webpage. Remember, if you enjoyed Flight Log, please rate and recommend us, and please follow us if you have that option. That way, Flight Log will touch down with you whenever we publish a new episode. We'll see you next time for Episode 8. Thanks for listening. So we all Yeah.